Hello, and welcome to Around the Long Way, episode three. This time, we're live streaming to not only a studio audience, but also a live stream. That's not true. Around the world. Nothing you're saying is true. People around the world are listening to this live for the real time, for the first time, Around the Long Way. You called me a liar the first episode so many times. I'm Jackson. Oh, and I'm Josh, I guess. You're still a liar, though. You're not sure who you are? No. Not at this point. That's fair. Josh is having an identity crisis, probably because in a mere three or to four, three to four days, depending on how you count time, he will be turning 25 for the first time in his life. A quarter century, as everyone keeps reminding me. A quarter centenarian. He will join the elite, elite club of those who have made it to the age of 25. I feel accomplished and that I have nothing else to offer the world. You've done everything you wanted to do. Not not everything I wanted to do, just everything that I possibly can do. Just like the most I possibly can. Everything that you came to do. Yeah, yeah, sure. That I works. Like it. We do have a studio audience. We I, do you're have a right studio about that, audience. though. <laughs> it's comprised of two very cute, very small little kittens that are running around the room and causing mayhem. So if you hear tiny little kitten noises, just know that it really is little kitten noises. Or, or it could be me munching on my peanuts. You have, I have peanuts? Ba- I have bag over here. Share them? No. Share them now? No. Okay. He's turning 25. What else are you doing this week? Uh, I'm not working on my birthday. It's probably the most exciting thing about my birthday. Yeah. It's interestingly, like conversely, it's the least exciting thing about your birthday to me. Yeah. I know. I feel bad. Because I said next to your work and now you're not going to be there. You should just take the day off too. What do you need pay time time off for? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. I still can't log into the system that allows us to request it officially. Though. <laughs> uh, that means you're, you're free then. You could just take off whenever you want. Yes. That's what that means, right? I think so. If, you, if, you're, <laughs> if you're unable or incompetent enough to not be able to log into the system. Both. Or, <laughs> I was locked out twice today. Yes, yeah, it was a combination of both. It certainly is not completely your fault, but also it's not it's not not your fault. Right, it's no one else's fault. Oh, okay. I forgot my password. Yeah. The browser said it memorized it. It did not. So I didn't even think about memorizing it. Darn you Google Chrome. Yep. Don't trust Google. Trust no one. The truth is out there. a star wars quote right nope oh so what is this show this show it's whatever gotham needs it to be i like how we explain every episode what this show is it's everything it's nothing well you gotta the people who are listening who aren't from the first day still need to know uh, oh go back actually no don't go back don't listen to anything before this one oh, no 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 yeah. no no if this is no, the first one you're hearing absolutely yeah please don't go back there's no reason to go back yeah There'll be no way that you will think better of us if you listen to those episodes. Yeah, no, absolutely not. So just please listen to this one. Every time we're getting better, every time we're getting smarter, I would go so far as to say we're harder, better, faster, and stronger. In that order? Yes. Hmm. Like the uh, the the OG Daft Punk version or like the Kanye one? Kanye one. Ah, yeah. That's, that's uh, grittier. I like it. 
Yeah. He 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 made it a little deeper. Yeah. Anything that sounds deeper sounds more threatening. That's why the movie trailer voice is like in a world instead of like in a world. <laughs> so like instead of a, a chipmunk voice that you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Well, that would be higher. So yes. the movie the movie announcer is not like one man, one treasure, only 24 hours. That was like the 1940s radio broadcaster. One man, one treasure, only 24 hours. And your last name was Livingston. Yes, or Lumpkins. Without, oh, yeah, Lumpkins, <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> That's why today it's, all, it's always very gritty and deep. One man, one treasure, 24 hours. Which one, which one do you want to watch? Uh, well, the one that you keep talking about, one man and one treasure and 24 hours, just sounds like a, like a Survivor-style show, I guess, with like a money prize. So yeah, but which that, version, not which one. narrator version makes you want to watch it more? Oh, the deep, the deeper narrator version. Okay. Certainly. So we're in agreement. Although if I did see a commercial come on with the uh, the Livingston voice, uh, I would probably be interested in that, to be honest. Because it's, it's different. Actually, uh, it's actually for a new season of 24. Ooh. It's set in 17, the 1750s. I want to say 1751 in the Caribbean. And so Jack Bauer, Esquire... Obviously. Is a pirate who is trying to find a treasure. Of course. Um, but it's just one day in that life. One day in the life of a pirate. Yeah. But they really are going to have to work at it because you can't travel very fast. So it has to be like one day in the within a ship's sailing distance. <laughs> All the events have to take place in a very short distance. Yeah. Back then it took a lot longer to do anything. You can't drive around. No. Because you're driving a horse. Or a boat. And horses have only one horsepower. <laughs> and that's a fact. Very low torque. You can take that to the bank. All the way to the bank. That's a fact. That's a nature fact. <laughs> Hashtag nature fact. <laughs> if you have any other interesting nature facts, feel free to Twitter at us. Ooh. Twitter at us. Yes. Uh, our, our handle is at Around Long Way. At Around Long Way. On a Twitter handle near you. Yep, there's Jackson's plug for it. Uh, unfortunately, after last week's episode, we have zero sponsors. They all dropped out. Not a single one stayed. Not even cinder blocks? Not even cinder blocks. You know, they really didn't appreciate when I started talking about uh, wedding dresses made out of cinder blocks. That was kind of uh, weird, but I was willing to go with you on it. Yeah, it turns out that um, they've had many complaints about women actually dying. Uh, trying to make these cinder block dresses that we joked about in the last episode. So. so it was insensitive. Yeah, it was insensitive. Um, they asked us to formally apologize. We will not. Well, obviously not. Yeah. Uh, we're only sorry that we no longer are getting any cinder blocks uh, or other various cinder block substitutes from them. Well, money. I'm only sorry that we're not getting money. Oh, is that what we signed up for? Not with them specifically. Oh, I'm not even sorry anymore then. Not with them, but with other people. Oh, okay. Other people very much the money was the issue. No spot, man. That's a heavy blow. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's our that's our one big announcement of the episode. So, what else? Oh shoot! <laughs> so I guess we just have to start making sponsors up then. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by this Friday, the end of the week, the fifth day of the work week. It's Josh's birthday. One man, 
one mission. I'm not paying for the sponsorship. He, Just because you're talking about my birthday, I'm not going to pay you. Why? <laughs> this is a legit movie. We've already worked together the screenplay. We've got a couple people on board to do the sound and the lighting. I mean, what more? Yeah, can you, you want? asked me to do both of them. Yeah, that's a couple. That's one. Okay, so one person on board to do sound and lighting. <laughs> I don't know if I, you would describe me as on board. You said you would. I said that I would consider it. Well, do you remember that document that I had someone have you sign earlier that was supposedly about your annual review? Uh, yeah, at work, my supervisor made me sign it. Yeah, that was a contract. Really? You are in charge. You're the head sound technician and you're the lighting engineer for, um, it's called This Friday at this point. We don't have a, that's the working title. Uh, I see. I think it's a bad decision to make me the sound engineer. I don't know if you've listened to any of the uh, various podcasts that I've produced <laughs> over the past month. Uh, the other two, I have not. <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. Just don't. Just don't listen to the last. Couple. I don't listen to them. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm not a day one fan of our own <clears throat> podcast. No, you got to wait to be a bandwagon hopper. As soon as uh, we make it big, when they announce it on like nightly news, CNN, for something horrific that we're gonna do on the show for sure. But like what? Uh, I don't know. Like a live unboxing of of a frog. Like unboxing it from its skin? Yeah. I was thinking like dissection. I think that would be fun over a podcast. You just want to do a podcast dissection and you think that will be reported on CNN? Yeah. And we would describe it as we were doing it. (laughs) Of course. But why would that make it on CNN? (laughs) I don't don't know. Uh, I I feel like the, uh, the, to qualify for uh, international or for national news is not a high bar. Well, CNN actually only does fake news. Uh Nothing we just weird. have to talk about politics then. That's all you're saying. So if we put uh, a like a Donald Trump wig on that frog, that is totally going to get uh, attention. One man, one birthday, eight hours of paid time off. <laughs> this is the story of Josh Gill this Friday. Don't pay to see it, folks. It'll be bad. It'll be free, so the joke's on you. <laughs> Me or them? I feel like it's still on them, even if it is free. Yeah, just all of you collectively. Oh, okay. Anyone that is not Jackson, it's yeah, a joke the on them. the world. Yeah. All y'all. All of y'all. Hmm. What do you think about the rumors of a Top Gun sequel? Um, As long as there's a shirtless volleyball scene, I guess. I'm cool with it. What if there isn't that? You're not cool with it? Yeah, I'm not going to give my endorsement. What if it's like they have tank tops on and they're playing tennis? Is that close enough? <laughs> like table tennis? There's No, no, no. Like real tennis. Okay. Doubles. Still showing skin. Still sweaty. Still a ball. Still a net. But tank tops on and tennis. Uh, I mean, I guess I'd have to see it. You'd have to show it to me. I'm on the fence about it. What if it was turtlenecks and ping pong? (laughs) I'm more on board now, mostly because I'm imagining Tom Cruise as like Steve Jobs (laughs) when you describe him like that. 
Oh no, that's the wrong scene. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by making music with your mouth. Don't have an instrument? Don't have any understanding of music? No problem. Just make music with your mouth. Some people do that for a living. Like uh, Bobby McFerrin? I don't know who that is. He's the one that sings Don't Worry, Be Happy. Oh, because is that song a cappella? Yes, he makes all the uh, sounds for it. That's right. He samples himself over and over again. I forgot about that. That's a weird thing to do. It is. I think at one point he owned the Guinness Book of World Records for the most sounds that a human can make with their body, which is a weird Guinness World Record yeah, to have. ridiculous. Definitely one of the ones that you, it was just made up for a single person. What do you think about the Guinness Book of World Records? When I was a kid, that was like the one book in the library that I loved to go right? to. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Were you that way too? I had one and I would just read it. Yeah. It was it was fascinating. It was thick. Yeah. With it w- small print. <laughs> and I would read it. Yeah. I certainly have not read one in many years. Oh, absolutely Probably over, not. at least over a decade. Yeah. Garbage trash. <laughs> uh, it's right up there with Ripley's Believe It or Not. I never saw that or watched that or anything. No, that's I saw some of the TV shows. I must have seen the TV show. I, I went to a Ripley's Believe It or Not museum uh, in Jackson Hole, which, fun fact, you were there with JC on that trip with me. Oh, and you went to the museum in that trip? Yeah, we did. Yeah, me and uh, my girlfriend at the time went to that museum. And then just like a year ago, we went to another Ripley's Believe It or Not museum in Oregon, and we saw a frying pan, which it was used to kill a black bear. By like a by like a forty year old woman. Wow. Yeah. Do you think it's true? I mean, it's in Ripley's Believe It or Not, so you know. <laughs> you can believe it or not. Yeah, you can believe it or not. What you're getting at? I mean, there are a lot of weird things in there. It certainly is not a museum of science. I would call it. <laughs> would you say that it's the last vestiges of a dying age, like P.T. Barnum? Like, eat your heart out, P.T. Yeah, it does have that vaudeville kind of like circus charlatan hoaxy yeah um Fiji mermaid kind of thing yeah definitely you can't prove any of the claims nope none of them it doesn't really matter if they're true or not you'll never find out so like take it for what it is yeah there was a a show that my wife started watching on hulu uh yeah i forgot what it's called but it's starring commander riker for some reason i can't remember the actor's name who played commander riker in Star Trek Next Generation. <laughs> but it basically is, I think it's called Factor Fiction, is what it's called. I don't know if it rings a bell to you. Basically, they have like a, a dramatic reenactments of three three to five different stories, and they're all, you know, something miraculous or crazy or insane happens during it. And then at the very end, or the entire premise is that either, like, a few of these will be true, and a few of these will be written by our writers. Like, you have to decide which ones, and at the end, we'll tell you, right? <laughs> And at the very end, and it's done commercial style, obviously, so there's lots of cuts, you know, in between the scenes. There's a cut before the very end where they actually tell you all about it. And when they come back, it's it's the it's the most unsatisfying ending ever because they never tell you uh, 
if something is true and like how like they never even give you like a reference like go look this up <laughs> or like this happened here they just said what about this first story about a ghost or a seemingly poltergeist that threw a kid across a football field and he lived <laughs> and he's like well if you thought it was false you're wrong it really happened i'm like that's it moving they, on yeah they, they just go and through each one like not even giving it a second <laughs> like it does it does it has no explanation needed all they need to tell you is it's either true or false <laughs> so how many how many stars would you give that out of five? Uh, 0. 0.5. 0. 0.5 stars. Oh, yeah. Just because the very end makes me so angry every time it happens. And she's been rewatching these because apparently she watched them as a child. And So there's some nostalgia there. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely nostalgia. Yeah. That sounds like a d- bad show. No actual content. Yeah. It sounds like a really bad show. It is. I would not recommend it. It's really bothering me that now I can't remember... Commander William T. Riker's name either. Yeah. I definitely know that. That information is in my head. What is it? Gerard Butler. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) Uh, Gerard Butler was probably in high school when that show was coming out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Star Trek or? Yeah. Next Generation, yeah. This is Star Trek! (laughs) The kittens are mobbing on Josh right now. They are. They're crawling all over me. If the podcast stops, all of a sudden it's because they hit a button on my keyboard. I dig it. Yeah, but it's still going. Don't worry. I think that's really funny. Despite their hardest efforts. Jonathan Frakes. Is that his name? Something Frakes. Not Jonathan. I don't know. There's no way to know. There is absolutely no way to know. I could type on my computer, but then it would... uh, well, if you typed on your computer, you would just be typing on your computer. I mean, your computer doesn't go to anything. <laughs> it's just this little piece it's of self plastic. Con- and metal. It's a self-contained unit, obviously. Yeah. Well, look at it. Yeah, you're right. It's got a couple of cords, but they're all going to like not anywhere else. Yeah. It's madness. It's nonsense. It's nothing. How much would it take for you to name your next child Billiam, like William, but with a B? Seventy-two dollars. Cash. Cashier's check, preferably, but yeah. Okay, I'll have to start a Kickstarter or something. I'll just do it. I'll make it happen. <laughs> there will be a Billiam Gill. <laughs> Billiam. Billiam Gilliam. Billiam William Gilliam. <laughs> Billiam William. <laughs> his, his middle name is William. So he goes by Bill Will. <laughs> or Bill uh, Bill. Double B. Double B. Bill Double Bill. B. BBG. <laughs> Alternatively known as the BBG. Uh, Bad name. Don't do that. Nope. Not unless that Kickstarter gets started. Then I won't. Even if it just gets started? Yeah, and like twenty percent funded, I guess. Twenty percent. So like less than less than that. twenty dollars. Yeah, that's no, that's very generous. Of you. I really appreciate <laughs> just, that. I do. Uh easily reachable by just Jackson alone donating to it. I I ain't giving you a gosh darn dime. <laughs> a Josh darn dime. Uh, well, I don't want it, so. I think it is Jonathan Frakes. I think you're right. That sounds more right that every time you say it. <laughs> yeah, I actually do that to you quite often. Yep, it's true. I just start repeating things until you start to believe it. Yeah, some would call it brainwashing. Some, but those people haven't been brainwashed yet. So what do they know? <laughs> Nothing. Jackson says they know nothing, therefore they know nothing. Therefore they know nothing. So I have something I wanted to talk to you about. What do you think is the future of the video game industry? Because you have games 
that have been going for a while that make a lot of money consistently whenever they release a new title. Obviously, we're looking at you, Call of Duty, um, Halo, Assassin's Creed, the tentpole franchises, if you will. Battlefield. Battlefield. Although I feel like Battlefield is less popular than Call of Duty. Is that fair? Yeah, to say? that's definitely true. Or is it more of a is it just more of a PC game? I think it's more of a PC game, but also they don't release one or two every single year like Call of Duty. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure they give it a good like three or four year rest between. How about that? There's an idea for you, Activision. Are you listening, Microsoft? <laughs> Ubisoft? So what do you think they're gonna do though? Because they're kind of starting to scrape the bottom of the barrel, right? They're actually starting over in timelines. That's true. They started in World War II. They worked their way to the present. Then they went to the future. And they're like literally just starting over in terms of Call of Duty, not Halo, obviously. But Yeah. I was hoping they'd go even further back than World War One. Go back to Civil War or something. <laughs> Revolutionary War. You just It takes like a legit 45 seconds to reload your musket. Yeah, it's all real time too. It's not sped up at all. No, no, no. You'd actually have to get really good at like rotating the right thumbstick to use the ramrod to push the wadding and the yeah. cartridge. But don't down. worry, there'd be online play where you can like team up with a buddy and your buddy could just reload a musket behind you <laughs> while you're firing. <laughs> co-op. <laughs> yeah, that's co-op mode. Just a, a loader and a shooter. Could you smelt your own bullets out of lead? You, you would, or tin or whatever you can find, I guess. Definitely lead. Is it lead? Can you not use anything else? For musket balls? Yeah. I think you can use pretty much anything that's vaguely spherical. That's what frankly. I thought. Yeah, as long as it fits in the barrel and it like doesn't get jammed in there. Yeah. It'll come out at some velocity. Whether or not it'll be lethal or accurate is a different story. I'd say fairly lethal and extremely and I think all muskets are extraordinarily inaccurate. I yeah. think that's kind of their thing. Do you know if muskets were rifled in, during the Civil they War? They were not. Okay. Or during the Civil War there were rifles. Okay, but not revolutionary. No, no, not okay. the revolutionary war. Well, there there were rifles, but they were way less common than muskets, from mm-hmm. what I understand. I see. In the Revolutionary War. In the Civil War, I think there were a lot more rifles, a lot fewer muskets. But they were still like black powder, volatile, not at all semi-automatic, not even close to semi-automatic. <laughs> but no. then there were like a few like lever action rifles and revolvers. Interesting. But I think mostly officers have stuff like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Everybody else just got a standard issue like uniform, which is where clothing sizes that we have today came from. Um, they got issued uh, like a cap and a rifle and like dysentery. And <laughs> issued dysentery. Yeah, that was like your, that's what you were issued. Just and then your, your signing bonus. Your standard ration of dysentery. Your, yeah, your signing, your signing bonus was like malaria if you were in the south or oh. diphtheria <laughs> or scarlet fever in the north. Oh, gosh. So it was a good deal. Yeah, no, it sounds like it. I mean, you got to weigh were- it out. You were, you were compensated well. Yeah, in a very aggressive and mean way. <laughs> to be sure. Can't say that the army never gave you anything. Can't say you never got nothing from the army. But anyways, back to the uh, the video games. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like they're... At least I see no sign of changing. Because... I mean, they are like seemingly scraping the bottom of the barrel, but every single year they still have like record sales. I know. Which makes me sad. Yeah, me too. Because if they do, that gives them no incentive at all at all to innovate or to make new games. Right. Different franchises. Well, and I've applauded the evolution of video games into becoming more like movies as a general principle because I think it's cool that they get real voice actors and they get real 
um, musicians to make scores for the movies and stuff. Yeah. But I think what it's done is I've once heard that every movie is really just a hundred million dollar gamble. And so if you're just making a random movie and it costs $150 million, you have no idea if you're going to make the money back. It's true. It's not but if safe. you make a Star Wars movie or an Avengers movie, you know for sure you're going to make your money back. Yeah, plus some. Conservatively, you're going to double or triple your investment, right? Yeah, I'm sure even like bombs of the Marvel franchise, like Thor Ragnarok, I think wasn't received very well. Yeah. But I'm sure it made money. I'm sure it did yeah, not lose money. It made money. Yeah. Well, and solo a star wars story cost like 300 million and made 450 million in its opening run of two weeks and they called it a flop yeah (laughs) we only made 100 million dollars in the first week after paying everything else seriously it's insane and i mean comparatively to i guess the other star wars series i mean it didn't make a billion dollars in its first month yeah come on guys (laughs) it's insane it's not even released on I don't know. Do we still say released on video? That's pretty silly <laughs> at this point. Coming to you this fall on VHS on and DVD. Cassette. On Disney video cassette. <laughs> on HD DVD. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a gamble that didn't pay off. Yeah, it's true. But I started to feel like the video games are doing the same thing where they're like, oh, yeah, this is becoming a multi-year gamble especially for the bigger studios. So what are we going to do? Take a risk with a total shot in the dark new video game? Or are we going to keep going with the tentpole franchises and just make Assassin's Creed forever? Obviously, from, the, from a business standpoint, obviously the second one. <laughs> like, that's the one that's going to make you money. That's the one that's going to please shareholders. So obviously that's what you're going to do. And like, just hoping that there's a new generation coming up that yeah. hasn't played that game yet. I mean, which is the nice thing about indie games. Um, but here's the thing is the indie games suck. <laughs> they're not good or fun oh jackson hurts my heart so much <laughs> but you play indie games it's tr- like what like ftl name two <laughs> just because i named it already you that's couldn't say right. name one uh, that's funny yeah game studios have gotten to like you said that point that oh my goodness so many things are happening in the room right now and by that, he means there are two kittens, and they each did a thing at the same time. Yeah. I just thought the room was falling down, though. There's no way you thought that. <laughs> you don't know my mind. <laughs> but video game franchises are going to play it safe, I think. Uh, but I think every once in a while, you'll see something original come out. And hopefully, those will happen often enough that I won't lose all hope in any big box developer AAA game. Well, and some games do manage to still make it cool, like the Elder Scrolls series by Bethesda. Yeah. Like you said, if an Elder Scrolls game does not get a Game of the Year award, it failed as a game. <laughs> like, that is the standard. Because <laughs> they spend like seven years developing these insanely deep stories and gameplay and just hundreds of hours of gameplay and all this insanity. Yeah. I mean, same with the uh, the Rockstar franchise, like Grand Theft Auto. Right. They spent so long just in like figuring out where they even want it to be. Right. It's true. Where do you think the next GTA will be? Where do you hope it'll be? I assume it's going to be in Miami. Yeah. You think they're going to go back to Miami? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I think that's the cycle, and they skipped it to go back to California again. Yeah. 
they really wanted to do Los Santos. Well, they wanted to do San Andreas again. They wanted to do the whole state mm-hmm. with like three distinctive cities, a military base, the country area, like all that kind of stuff. And hardware couldn't handle it, I'm assuming. I think they just decided to take it in a different direction. Oh, okay. I don't know if it was specifically a hardware limitation or if it was just like, hey, let's put more detail into this and make it smaller rather than putting less detail and making it enormous. What about Orlando? Like with the Disney World Resort? I don't think they're going to do that. You don't think they'll do that? No, I don't understand why they would. (laughs) Just a... I think it would be a mistake. An inland city. Yeah, it definitely would be a mistake. Wouldn't make any sense at all. Do you think there's a better device for making limits to an open world than just like in Skyrim, it just says you can't go this way and then you just have to be like turning around or they just have impassable mountains? Or do you think Grand Theft Auto is better where they just have to make everything an island? (laughs) The island works pretty well. It does. Um, but the only way to get around that is to have a map that is like procedurally generated, which does not lend itself well to RPGs like Skyrim and GTA, which are very story driven and like location driven. Is it the only way around it? As far as I can think of, yeah. I mean, some some games have a combination of both, I guess, where they will build out like massive maps However, they only actually have to build out like specific cities that they care about and everything else in between can be randomly generated whatever. I think procedural generation took a big hit with No Man's Sky. Yeah, I'd agree. Just tanked. Everyone thought it was magic. And I'll be honest, I even got on the hype train. Uh, But I was smart enough to hold off and be like, no, no, this is going to come out in a month. I'm just going to wait. I'm not going to spend money on it. I'm going to wait four days. I'm going to wait. Yeah, I'm going to wait four days. And literally, yeah, literally the day after it came out, just so much salt from the community. (laughs) It's like a tidal wave. Yeah. Like first you have like the pulling back of the anticipation, like, oh, the water's going out so far. Look how cool it is to see the things we never see under the water. And then you just have to remember that there's a massive tsunami wave that's going to come and crush everything and kill you and obliterate everything you love and hold dear. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. Is that gaming studio that made it? It's called like Happy Happy Games or something like that. Uh, they'd only ever made one game before. And that was a mobile, like, I don't even know, like tra- microtransaction, a little freemium. like builder game. It had nothing to do with anything that No Man's Sky was. <laughs> Not saying that they can't make it and that it wouldn't be a good game. However, it, they definitely was some overselling of what it was actually going to be. There was a lot of hype not a lot of substance i remember someone was explaining it to me and it sounded really cool yeah yeah certainly but i was like yeah i'm definitely waiting yeah yeah they made it, the way they made it sound like they sound it sounded like there was going to be this massive procedurally generated universe but we were all going to be together like it was going to be multiplayer and if you could find each other like you could play together right that was one of the big promises which up until now was impossible. I think in a very recent patch, I saw that they actually tried to introduce something that is similar to that promise. Oh, really? Yeah, they've been working on it ever since. And I hear that as long as you just like have a, I don't know, like a, a bad head injury and you forget that part, like that part of your life, just that those three months leading up to the release and the three months after the release, <laughs> it actually is a pretty enjoyable game. Oh, so now it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, they've been actively updating for the past year and have oh, made really? it much better, apparently. I thought they just gave up. No, thankfully, yeah, thankfully they didn't. At least they uh, they realized their mistake, and they have been releasing a lot of content, uh, none of which was paid DLC. It was all just free content, which is better. So 
Yeah, I don't think they had much of a choice anymore. At yeah, that I don't think a lot of people would have been cool buying a twenty to forty dollar <laughs> downloadable content. Oh gosh, what do you think about downloadable content? Uh, I I hate it, but there are so many games that are using it nowadays that it seems to be. It seems to be the lesser of two evils to me. Which part? What do you hate about it? I just don't like that I buy a game and I feel like I'm not getting the full game because these DLCs are planned far before the game is actually released, mm-hmm. at least a couple of them, because a lot of DLCs will come out within six months of the game coming out. So those had to have been in active development in pretty, in pretty late stages before the original game even comes out. Mm, good point. And I don't know. Like, like games like FTL... Uh, which is an indie game, but they've had multiple releases that have added lots of things, yeah. none of which have been paid for. Yeah. Well, what about, okay, so I guess we should delineate between it. So on one hand, you have um, the you know the latest Call of Duty map pack that's going to have four new multiplayer maps and one new zombie map, and it's going to cost 10 or $15. And then on the other hand, you have a game like Arkham Knight that's going to release a separate story mode that's like a side campaign where you play as nightwing and you know go to bloodhaven and do totally different things which that didn't actually happen but um and then what would be another example of down like uh civilization six is that the one that has like the space dlc where you can like totally go to space and do something totally different or something Uh, i don't know if that's one you go to space but it definitely has one that like introduces like rebellion in your cities, so like oh, your citizens. So new game features, new yeah, gameplay, maybe new leaders. Yeah, new and game features, new leaders, hand, new civilizations to play. Right, new mechanics on, for the game itself. On the other hand, you have Star Wars Battlefront, which is notorious for just nickel and diming you for every unlockable character, every unlockable map, every unlockable vehicle. That oh yeah, you can earn them yourself someday. Yeah, if you're like obsessed with this game that kind of sucks. You play forever. So like, which on that scale of of DLC, which ones do you hate and which ones are you okay with? So I'm okay with uh, having full-on expansions that I feel like change the game in a meaningful way uh, that add that add enough content. And it's kind of hard to tell because there certainly are games that I will pay for a twenty dollars $20 for a DLC that will change the game and add, you know, new features, new civilizations. If we're talking about Civ, um, but even then, I feel like they're not they're not necessary when it comes to like Battlefront. Or Call of Duty releasing like maps and stuff. If you play online, I would assume I I, I I can't speak for this, but maybe you can. But I would assume when those new map packs come out, if you don't have those map packs and you're online, you just can't play with anybody. Like everyone's playing on the new maps. Well, usually what they so yeah so back when I played like Halo Three and Halo Reach just so much yeah in my younger days, um, what would usually happen is they would release it, and first of all, I couldn't download it fast enough. Like I was pumped. <laughs> like we were so excited to have new levels and new arenas, and it yeah, was like, hey, of course, if they've been working for three months on this, they gotta eat. I'll pay fifteen bucks, whatever. Um, and we played it so much that we got our money's worth. It wasn't even a thought. Yeah, we played it a ton. But what they would usually do is they would release. They would say these are the new map. They would make a separate set of playlists and be like, these are the new map playlists, and you can still play the old map and the old map playlists if you want. And then after like a month, they might kind of f- start to phase some of the old playlists out and mm. just switch them more to the new maps. And yeah. Eventually, um, yeah, I think you'd have yeah you could still you could always still play some game modes certainly, but you didn't have your pick of the online game modes anymore like you did before. Yeah. And then after like a year, they would usually make the map packs free. Yeah. Oh, okay. And people were still very much playing at that point. But anyone who's anyone who's really getting online and playing Halo Reach every day is like probably going to pay for the map packs. You don't even think about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense to me. 
But I, I think it's definitely changed from those days, however, when that was like, oh, hey, cool bonus feature you've never heard of. A game coming out with more stuff after yeah. a while. It's like, that was awesome. But now when it's like, buy the season pass for $100 and get every map pack and every weapon skin and stuff, it's like, then it, I don't care about any of those things. I just want the map packs, but now I have to pay more for them. Yeah, If I don't garbage. get some season pass. That I think that's garbage. I think that's that's where it crosses the line. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think those kind of payment models are yeah, just bad, in my opinion. I mean I know they make a lot of money, and obviously these companies make a ton of money with them. But I would rather pay almost like a subscription service. Like if I never had to buy anything in game and I could just pay you monthly, like a price, like World of Warcraft, I feel like that's a more honest and like How much would you be willing to pay? Uh, for what game? Mm, good point. <laughs> World of Warcraft. Uh, I'm not gonna play it. I played it for a while when I was younger, back oh, in my you? prime. I never played that one. Well, you're never a PC gamer, really. Well, that's true. But I did play like Warcraft two and Starcraft a ton. Oh, uh, I guess that's true. Yeah, that, and those were obviously PC. But World games. of Warcraft didn't uh didn't attract me at all. I guess this isn't really a funny one, huh? This isn't, no. It's a it's a commentary on video games and Yeah, we're just like having a serious conversation. Yeah, is that bad? But that's fine, you know why? Why? Because we never promised anybody anything. <laughs> we don't owe you a gosh darn dime. Yeah, we say, Hey, this show is whatever we want it to be. Yep. It's true. It's whatever Gotham needs it to be. <laughs> it's nothing for you. In a world of podcasts, two heroes step to the forefront and give you whatever they want. Everything you didn't know you always needed. This Friday. <laughs> it's always this Friday. <laughs> always this Friday. Always, it's always right around the corner. That's the thing. Ah, uh, okay. It's always really close. It's always just about to happen. You don't have to wait a long time. Can you believe that Super Smash Brothers 64, someone was selling that with a straight face for $411? No, I can't. That's a Nintendo game that came out in 1998, and they were just like, yeah, 400 bucks, man. How is it so expensive? There have to be... So many copies, like of all the Nintendo 64 games, Super Smash Brothers 64 has to be one of the copies. I, I can't see, speak right now; I'm too angry. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Here's what I've heard because I've asked that question. Most right? prolific uh, games, I'm right. sure, for the 64. So I've asked that question at used game stores back when they were more common, and been like, ah, "You know, I want to buy an N64 so I can have those old games, but I, do you guys have like GoldenEye 64? Do you have Super Smash?" And the guys were just like, <laughs> "No way, no one like." That I was like, but there's got. I said, what you said. There has to be so many of them floating around. I would I mean, assume so. Two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, a million, two million, five million. <laughs> there was a quantified number. They all, yeah, that all sounds reasonable to me. All that those were numbers. produced and they're out there. And he said, yeah, but nobody wants to get rid of them. Yeah. Even if it's just in their closet and they don't play it very often, that's still a piece of their history. They're like, I'm not. I want to sell this. I'm not going to sell this for ten bucks. I'd rather just have it against the day that I want to play it, and then I have it. Yeah. So it's I supply understand. and demand at its most fundamental level. And obviously the game hasn't been produced for decades. Yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> there haven't been any new copies made since Certainly probably not. like 2000, 2001. Yeah. I doubt they were still producing them at that point because they were switching to GameCube mode. GameCube mode. Oh, we're approaching our, our 10-year friendiversary. Ooh, 10-year friendiversary. Yeah, and we met in like September of 2008 and it's about to be september of 2018 in mm. one short month an unrelated fact it has been almost 10 years since i've been happy 10 years since i've had a happy thought <laughs> even one 
I actually was able to fly with a little bit of a little bit of fairy dust and a happy thought. Have not flown ten yep. years. It's also been almost ten years since I've had the same exact reoccurring nightmare every single night. Just what is it? Uh, it's just your face. Oh, it's why just, is it a nightmare then? Well, it, it's really small in the distance. It's like a white void, right? Okay. It's like a white void, and you can't really see anything. It's just it's just a little speck in the distance that slowly gets closer and closer. And at the same time, you're feeling like a pounding, like a like a rhinoceros is like trampling over you, but like softly, and it grows stronger. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as your face gets closer and closer, the stopping gets louder and louder, and then it starts to the white void starts to dim just to focus on your face, and then I usually wake up. That's really weird because every night for ten years, I have meditated before I go to sleep to try to like bring my consciousness closer to you, so we'll be better friends. Like a Vulcan mind meld? No, no, because I'm not touching you, and I'm not a Vulcan. But <laughs> just physically, I'm not touching you. I'm just inserting my thoughts into in your meditation, brain. Meditation. I picture a white void, actually, just like you're describing, and then I picture me riding a rhinoceros, getting closer and closer to you. Oh <laughs> uh, well, um, I just want to let you know that you owe me at least fourteen thousand dollars for therapy. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, that's how much I spent. Why would you need therapy? Because the rhinoceros thing. Hmm. Has uh, it worked? No. <laughs> then why would I pay you for it? I don't, I don't know. It's just what society expects me to do, I guess. Well, it's not what society expects me to do. It's not. I don't I don't think society expects at all that you would have some sort of weird voodoo meditation prayer before bed to uh, send your consciousness to my dreams. It's not voodoo. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh. I'm about to move 30 minutes away from work and actually have a commute. Here in the next, I don't know, probably four to six to eight weeks, four to eight weeks. Yeah, that's pretty gross. I don't mind it, actually. I think it'll be kind of fun. You're going to listen to this podcast on your way there and back every day? I'm not going to listen to this podcast. Just this day. episode. Oh, no, yeah, no, definitely not just this episode. <laughs> if our if our podcast was a trilogy, this would definitely be the, like, just kind of like Back to the Future Part 3 of the trilogy. You don't like the Western one? It's fine. But it's really clear that they were just running out of ideas, you know? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's true. The 1950s, awesome. Go to the future, chintzy but fine. What's the next one we should go to? Well, about the wild, wild west. Well, where else could they go? Anywhere. Literally anywhere. Any any time, you mean? Ooh. Any when. Any when. In a world of time travel. Wouldn't that be funny if, like, a throwaway line, uh, when he said, like, you want to go see the birth of Jesus Christ, and they actually did? I think that would make for a controversial third episode. <laughs> <laughs> we can go any when we want. Yeah. <laughs> Anything you want to plug? Uh, well, my laptop's about to die, so probably that. Plug it in. Plug it in. Indeed. Your laptop is plugged in. Uh, again, I want to plug our Twitter handle for the two of you still listening. Uh, <laughs> How is it going to die if it's plugged in? Uh, it's not. It's not going to die. Oh, you just made that up. I just made. I lied. I was trying to help you. On air, I appreciate it. I need all the help I can get, Jackson. Every time it ends like this, though. Does it? Yeah, you throw it back in my face because it was a lie the whole time. <laughs> the, the basis on this entire podcast is a lie. It's, it's founded upon a lie. That kind of is true because I think we classified this as comedy. And this isn't funny. Oh, you're right. That's actually like on the podcast itself. Yeah, so this isn't. That's not true. No? 
what if I just go get laugh tracks and insert that in random places throughout? That might be kind of funny. Okay. <laughs> it would be comedy then. Yeah, that would be kind of funny. <laughs> we did say it was filmed in front of a studio audience, so you we, have your ground. It's true. We we said we were. This podcast is filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> oh gosh. Just time nice. I'm just gonna sample that and put it and layer it over like forty times. Oh my gosh. Changing that'd the be pitches. So scary. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds almost as scary as Jackson's dolphin impersonation. <laughs> Which I am not going to do now. All right, that's our show. We are out of time. Um, send gifts of money or white powder in envelopes to Joshua Gill for his birthday this Friday. This Friday. And also... Label uh, it Anthrax from Anthrax. <laughs> in September, um, send gifts and of white powder in envelopes to, to both of us. Um, for our friend anniversary, ten year friend anniversary, we're celebrating ten years as uh, friends and ten years of Josh getting an interrupted night's sleep. Indeed, I've got a lot planned for the next ten years of your dreams. Ooh, I'm like, excited. Yeah, so you should you should get up, but I'm gonna wait till the day of the day, the very day, September nineteenth. September nineteenth, which is a day I just made up. Well, no, I didn't make up that day. That's a real day. Nineteen is a real number. <laughs> nineteen is a real number, and September is a real month. Yeah, September is a real month. I didn't make it up, but I made it up as our friend anniversary, so that we have something to celebrate. September eighteenth is John's birthday. Ah, uh, so I couldn't pick that because no. he's going to be a guest on the podcast at some point. Okay, I feel like he'd be cross with me. Meh. We don't say that in America. We don't. You say you got. I'm. You're cross. I'm cross with you. I'm cross at you. No, I'm cross with you. Where does that come from? England. Yeah, but like, why? Why do they say I'm cross at you? Oh, I think it's like, like crossed swords. Like, I oh, think like that makes more sense. At oh. you, like, a, I was thinking like, a, I was thinking like a crucifix, and I could not. Oof. Yeah, no, it didn't, it didn't work. Doesn't no, I think sense. it's more like crossed swords. Like, I'm, I'm upset. We're at odds. We're at odds. I'm at odds with you. Mm-hmm. But it's like the one-sided way of saying it. I'm at odds with you. Apply implies that we're both at odds with each other. We're both participating. I'm cross with you. It's just like you didn't even know it. You didn't even know. You didn't even have your sword drawn. Nope. I'm just standing behind you, just not with the sword in a threatening position, but like the sword's out. Yeah, and it's got to taste blood. It can't be. Oh gosh, before it tastes blood. Your name is Aniga Montoya. Yeah, that was kind of funny. I think we saved it. Did we? Yeah, I think we saved. I think the episode is saved. I. I'll give what? it a B plus. I think we're heroes for this. Are we heroes? We're podcast heroes. Not the heroes that they deserve, certainly. Gonna be a podcast hero. But definitely the ones they need. With mics in our eyes. Bye, guys. Bye.